Hey, and welcome to Zero Compromise, helping you stand for truth in a world that falls for lies. I'm Patricia Engler, joined here at the Ark Encounter by Jessica Jaworski, a.k.a. JJ. Hello. And we still don't have Rocket Rob with no, us. Rob again. Because <laughs> we're still at the Women's Conference, hosted by Bright Lights. This is the Speak Truth in Your Heart Conference. We've had a great time so far, gotten to meet some really cool people, including the people with us here in the studio today. Yeah, we have John and Catherine Hager, and um, they are with the um, Gospel Rocks Ministry as well as the Equipped Mama Ministry. So we're very excited to hear what they have to say, hear a little bit more about those ministries and what and how the Lord brought them uh, to do those ministries as well. Yeah, so to start off, we would just love to hear a bit about your story and what you guys do. Well, thank you all so much for having us. Uh, we're real excited to be here. Uh, the Lord put Gospel Rocks Ranch on my heart when I was about 14 years old. I was on a missions trip in inner city Austin. And uh, I was working as a ranch hand at the time and telling the kids stories about ranch life as we were waiting for their parents to pick them up. And more fun than the games, more fun than the songs, more fun than, than the Bible stories we were teaching. They just loved these ranch stories. So the Lord laid it on my heart that this would be a great way to reach kids is to have a ranch that I could actually bring these kids out to and in that context of ranch-style fun, we could share the gospel with them, we could teach them the Bible, and then also plug them into discipleship relationships with believers from their community for ongoing discipleship after the ranch day. So that was when I was 14, and I, I assumed that when I turned about 18 years old, God would just set up a billionaire to drop <laughs> millions of dollars on my lap, and I would just buy this ranch and start my ministry. Uh, that wasn't what the Lord had in mind. Um, through the years, the Lord thread, uh, led me through medical school and residency. I became an ophthalmologist and am now actually in private practice. And uh, through those things, the Lord has provided the means to uh, buy this ranch. And uh, we are actually getting up and running right now. We'll be having our first day camps uh, this summer. Wow, that's amazing. So at 14, and then continuing with that, where I'm, I'm assuming there's probably some obstacles that led you, uh, that you had to get over in order to get to where you are with the ranch. So can you share anything um, like that, that how the Lord uh, sustained you through that at 14 to being able to have that now? Absolutely. Uh, the, sometimes the Lord opens doors for you to walk through, and sometimes He bangs down doors and throws you through them. <laughs> And uh, my story was more the latter. I uh, got accepted to medical school in high school, and um, it was not an easy journey through college and um, the all-nighters in med school and residency and all those things. And then even beyond that, uh, I am no CEO. I am no administrator. Um, but the Lord has uh, shown me clearly that if, if I am to have this ministry and if we are to serve him in this way, um, he doesn't always um, call the equipped, but he does equip the called. Mm -hmm. There you go. And so um, we've seen that firsthand. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And you have um, your own ministry that you do. And can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So my ministry is called Equip Mama, and it's um, a lot of different written resources for women, um, specifically moms, but we try to kind of engage women from all different walks of life. My first book is called Redeeming Mama, and that's a prayer journey for moms of littles, but definitely applicable to moms of kind of all ages. And then my new book um, was released in 2021 on um, First Peter, and it's called Exchanging Mirrors. It's looking at kind of 
cultural lies about who you are versus the truth of scripture and what that looks like. Um, and I'm releasing a new book next year on Second Timothy, and I'm super excited about that. But yeah, it's just a lot of different written resources, and it's been kind of an awesome opportunity for me. My background is in writing in English, um, but I'm a full-time stay-at-home mom and we're trying to get the ministry launched. And so it's just been kind of a good opportunity to be able to get that going also. Wow. Very cool. It sounds like mentorship and discipleship are kind of at the heart of both of your guys' passions. So can you share a little bit about maybe how the Lord brought you two together and being able to do that together? Absolutely. So um, it was actually when I was in residency, I was in Iowa City, which is where Catherine is from. Mm -hmm. And her father was the pastor of the church that I attended while I was there. Uh, we first met and we're not particularly interested in each other, but uh, Catherine is a fantastic runner and was running for college at the time. And so we uh, grew close by running 12 miles in the minus five degree weather. Wow. And Bonding experience. <laughs> <laughs> Freezing experience. Yes. And crazy, insane experience. Yeah. So. But he kept running. So, you know, we had, we kept hanging out because it just kept, he kept saying yes, but sure. <laughs> yeah. So one day we decided that we were going to get married and go from running in minus five degree weather to running in 105 degree weather down in Texas. <laughs> yeah. <And> wow. So, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, quite seriously, the Lord led us together and we found we both had passions for ministry and for, for, like you say, discipleship. Um, and, um, the, the focus of Gospel Rocks Ranch is that there are a lot of ministries out there doing evangelism in a camp-style setting, but not many of them have that discipleship follow-up attached to it. And to us, that's probably the more important thing where most of these kids will truly understand the message of salvation is with their discipleship mentors. And then uh, part of Catherine's inspiration has been that uh, there's a lot of advice for women but not a lot of scripture-saturated mm. writing for women. And uh, so the discipleship in those contexts is very important. And also with, with mine, I guess a big passion for me is like putting scripture in context and rather than trying to make scripture fit what your problem is, right. mm-hmm. like just looking at scripture in its context and it's, and you know, preferably in a book, you know, looking at like a whole epistle or looking at a whole, you know, whatever it is and seeing like, what does God have to articulate about himself? And what does the writer have to say, you know, in that context, what's God's message for the writer and for us as well? So yeah, trying to put things in context and helping women understand it's really important to read scripture in the context of scripture and not in the context of what your current situation is. Yeah, it seems like there's kind of a prevalence of this self-care movement and um, take care of yourself. As a mother, you've had a hard day sort of thing, so you need to look after yourself. And do you see that in some of the um, stuff that you've looked at with um, your ministry and trying to equip um, women to go back to the truth of God's word and get away from some of that Mentality. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's actually a lot of kind of the heart of my new book is looking at Second Timothy. Um, and it's so easy to look at people and say, like, if they're not in the same context as me, then we don't have a lot to learn from each other. Right. So we all kind of hang out with young moms, hang out with young moms, singles, hang out with singles. We like try to find the people that are most like us. But there's so much to learn from people that have had different experiences that walk closely with the Lord. And that's really best seen in scripture to see the lives of people who Christ has touched and see like, okay, we might not look just like the Apostle Paul, but there's a lot we can learn through the inspired word of God about that directly relates to our lives that has a lot to speak into our situations, even though you might not say, oh, well, they're not 
a young mom, so I can't learn from them. You know, that's uh, so trying to kind of look at some of those things and seeing like, let's look at scripture for scripture and then see how we can relate that to ourselves. Amen. Love it. It's so cool to just hear how God has you guys in ministry. You're living out um, the calling that you believe he's placed on your lives from a young age. Like I imagine, have you like always wanted to be a writer? That mm-hmm. Were you that kid? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I was nine writing books as I, as I wow. kept Oh, wow. <laughs> Love it. So sometimes God gives you a dream for something and you have no idea how to get there and you think it's going to be super easy, but that it doesn't always work out that way. So we'd love to hear your experience experiences with that and how you might coach or mentor some other young people. God's placed something on their heart. It's a dream. What would you tell them? So we'd just love to, starting with your stories, one thing at a time here, what were the obstacles that you faced and how did you see God bring you into the callings for your life? Well, I think for the, for Gospel Rocks Ranch, um, my message would be that if God has called you to do something, don't consider what, what, uh, difficulty it's going to be. Count the cost, like it says in Scripture, and apply yourself, and then just tell God, yes, here I am, send me. Um, we all deal with things that the Lord has put on our heart. Maybe it's being a missionary in a foreign country. Maybe it's a one-on-one discipleship relationship that God has put on your heart, but that you just don't know how to do. Uh, maybe it's evangelism uh, with a neighbor. But whatever God has put on your heart, he has only asked us to be obedient and to f- be faithful and to trust him. And um, each step of the way, um, the Lord has shown that to me. Um, so many um, so many steps along the way, I've come to kind of the end of my rope and said, I just don't know if I can keep on doing this. And um, some of my pastors, my father, some, some others uh, who have counseled and mentored me, they've heard uh, many times we say, I, I just don't know if, if Gospel Rocks Ranch is worth it. You know, I just oh. don't know if I can do this anymore. And um, have thought about turning around uh, many times, but um, it keeps on coming back that, that what God has um, put in my heart. Um, one of my pastors said, never doubt in the darkness what God has revealed to you in the light. And so, um, yes, it may be full of struggles, but God has not called us to an easy life, and God has not uh, called us to comfort necessarily. And at the end of the day, if we do what the Lord has put in our heart, if we have obeyed uh, what he has asked us to, it will be worth it. It absolutely will be worth it. One of our board members, um, he, he pulled me aside early on in our organization and said, John, you've you've worked hard to, to get this ranch. Are you sure you want to basically give it away to, to the ministry, to the organization? And I said, Daryl, this, this is the only reason that I've, that we worked for this, you know, this is what it's all about. And, um, I think the, when we start having kids out and we see the first child trust Christ and the, those first discipleship relationships take place, uh, we'll realize that whatever it is that God has called us to, that is the only thing worth striving for in this life. It's not the comfort. It's not the money. It's not the ease. Uh, it's doing what the Lord has called us to. Absolutely. And Catherine, do you have... Yeah, I guess the only thing I was going to add just that's a little bit more specific to, to my ministry is that I guess the Lord is the one who dictates what success looks like, you know, and there's different times when I have different expectations of, 
you know, perhaps I want a book launch to go a certain way or I want something where I'm going to, you know, present to go a certain way or things like that. It's easy to have your expectations on numbers or on this, you know, this or that. But um, really just having your heart in like, well, the Lord decides what's successful and maybe the Lord wants to use the books to reach like very specific people in very specific situations. Like that's not really my control and that's really not my responsibility. You know, at the end of the day, it's important to be obedient and to do what the Lord's asked and not to be lazy, you know, and say like, oh, well, it's out of my hands. Um, But to like do what you can do what the Lord's led and then just leave it and say, you know what, that's okay. And whatever that looks like as far as like numerical results that's that's up to the lord and that's not really my concern so but that's that's a hard thing that's that's hard for me to work through as well for sure yeah thanks for sharing that because i don't know sometimes um we feel like if god has given us something to do it should be really easy or there can be this kind of trap that it's easy to fall into like if i'm not happy or i'm not enjoying where i'm at and it's not all going as i thought then it must not be god's will but from what you're saying, that is actually a lie, and we don't want to get discouraged in those times because God does have um, some, some greater picture that he's working on, and sometimes it is in those hard times that we learn to trust him in a way that only he knows we need for our future calling that he's prepared us for. So that's always just great to hear those, those practical stories. Um, so there's probably um, a number of, of really um, great types of advice that you could give young people. But do you have any um, just offhand for someone who does have a dream that God's put on, on their heart and it might be hard ahead or they don't know how to get there? Is there anything else you would say to that young person? I guess I'd say find somebody who's done it. Um, you know, I feel like it's hard to get started and the internet's not super helpful on just like searching things. <laughs> you could spend all your time there. Um, but trying to find trying to find a person who you trust, um, who's kind of walked the same path that you've you've walked, and trying to find somebody who's able to mentor you at least to say like, hey, where do I start taking classes? Who do I talk to? Are there networking opportunities that I don't know about? You know, having a, a real life person who's in your corner makes all the difference, and that's especially helpful. You know, when you've got things that can be really discouraging. I know with, with the ranch ministry, it's made all the difference in the world when we've had board members that say like, hey, you've got this need. We're going to bring down tons of resources and help you. We have somebody that's offered to help us build this huge piece that we need. And he just kind of took it upon himself that that was something he wanted to contribute. And like having people in your corner makes all the difference, I think, and helps you you know, be encouraged to be able to live out what the Lord has. Yeah. On that note, you mentioned mentorship and you mentioned your pastors and there might be a young adult out there who is currently trying to start a ministry or who has the passion and wants to do it, but is feeling discouraged, what other types of things would you say to them in order for them to remain encouraged and and stay the course with what the Lord has called them to? I would say, do all things heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. Um, it is important for us as believers to be excellent in all things and um, to take every task that we're given, even if we don't see the importance of it, uh, to be excellent at that, um, but not so that we can receive the praise or we can receive the glory, but to glorify the Lord. Um, I did not particularly see how getting straight A's in college and med school would be used for for starting a ranch ministry. That doesn't seem logical, uh, but the Lord used that. And now 
my skill sets are fixing fences and plumbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now we're in the, the middle of a, a pretty fierce brown recluse infestation on the ranch and in our house. Fun. <laughs> and with three little ones at home, killing 300 poisonous spiders in your house is a um, little discouraging, a little frustrating. Uh, but we're learning a lot about insect extermination <laughs> and um, a lot of other things that go wrong. But um, As a wildlife biologist, that sounds exciting to me. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome to come over to our house anytime. Wow, you just got an invitation to Texas. <laughs> I think we should go. I'm going to go kill some spiders. <laughs> I will come and record it. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of rattlesnakes, too. Wow. And, um, you know, pretty much any dangerous, deadly thing that you would want to it lives with. at Gospel Rocks Ranch. Yeah. Yeah, that wow. is his permanent wow. home. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But um, but don't be, you know, I would encourage people to not be discouraged. Just do the thing that the Lord has placed right in front of you and be excellent at it. Because um, if we're doing it for the Lord, we don't know in God's infinite wisdom how he's going to piece everything together. And, um, you know, there's there's comfort and rest in the fact that if I fix that fence really well unto God's glory, he can use that. He can use that to fulfill, in our estimation, what's a much bigger um, dream uh, by using that. So um, focus on what the Lord has put right in front of you and do it well for his glory. Amen. That is such great advice. I really love that. Um, and it's, it's, it's very practical. And I can resonate with that as well as a young person, having felt called to apologetics and sometimes like looking ahead, you don't know how God's going to get you into that ministry. But if you faithfully do whatever it is he's called you next to do, um, then he's going to take care of the big picture when you're surrendered to him. So that's so cool. And speaking of how God leads you when you're surrendered to him, another thing we love to hear is how just little kind of God highlights, if I can like coin that phrase, yeah. little stories that you've just seen God blow your mind and like, wow, like sometimes God does give you those little encouraging moments in some of those dark times in the ministry um, pathway that he's leading you to. So do you have any of those highlight stories? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so very recently we had our first fundraiser, a uh, large scale fundraiser for the community where we had a harvest festival uh, as a uh, PR um, to the community event, but also as a fundraiser. And uh, we spent thousands of man hours on it, lots of money, and and uh, built a, a really great experience. Uh, the gospel was put out there. We had about 300 folks from the community. We were really excited for the success of the event, but we actually lost money on the on the event. And at that point, we were about a, $150,000 short on being able to build our facilities and get started. So uh, we were excited, but we were also a little bit frustrated, a little bit discouraged. Uh, so about a month after that, I uh, got a phone call from someone who said, hey, why don't you come on over to our house? And it was completely unrelated to the Harvest Festival that we threw. It was just um, somewhat out of the blue. And um, she said, we'd like to see you get up and going. And this was even an individual that I didn't know particularly well. Uh, but she said, we've heard a lot about what you're doing, and uh, we'd like to bless the ministry and see you all getting up and going. And uh, gave a very, very generous donation, which is getting us up and going now. Wow. Uh, so it was like the Lord was saying, yes, we want you to do things. We want you to put your best effort. But at the end of the day, I am going to be the one to provide we're doing things my way. Wow. There you go. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And it was so cool because with that specific 
we'd been like fundraising for months. Like we'd told, we'd had friends and family already donate and give. And we were like, well, $150,000, that's not, that's not like you have a dinner and get that tonight. Like we were, we were really running out of ideas as far as like, how do you encourage people that before we ever serve a single child, we need you guys to give us that much kind of money. So it was a, it was a huge answer to prayer for us that, yeah, the Lord just dropped that in our laps. Wow. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, can you point people to your resources, maybe some of the books that you've written or um, where they can go to find the um, Gospel Rocks ministry as well? Um, so Equip Mama is like, we have a freestanding website, equipmama.com. All my resources are available on Amazon, but they're also all linked to my website. Um, and so Redeeming Mama, Exchanging Mirrors, The Study Guide, The Resource in Spanish, it's all online. You just look up Katherine Hager on Amazon, um, and all my books are linked to me, so you can find them. Cool. And then uh, Gospel Rocks Ranch has a website, gospelrocksranch.org, and uh, all of the information about the ministry is there. Very cool. That's great. Well, thanks so much for listening. We've loved this conversation. We hope you tune in next time. And meanwhile, please keep standing on the truth of God's Word with Zero Compromise. See you guys later.